0: We all get old, even Gerard Butler gets old, but movies on the side will always be there for you. You can trust me, because I'm Morgan Freeman.
1: Welcome, listeners, to the second episode of 2020. This is Stephen Robles. This is Nate Baranowski. And this is Movies on the Side, where we talk about movies of all shapes, sizes, qualities, all of that. And we review them and uh, we talk about it.
0: That's exactly right. Thank you, (laughs) Stephen.
1: You're welcome. Uh, I don't know if you saw, I added some things to our merch store. Upon the request of some of our listeners. What do we have new? What's our new stuff? uh, Basically, we added a zipper hoodie, Mm -hmm. a zipper sweatshirt hoodie Mm -hmm. in black. So that's there. And we also added a black hoodie uh, because there were some that said, I was wearing my white hoodie recently with a little the sleeve logo. Yeah. Yeah, uh, your your brother Jacob modeled for us and someone said, "Yes. That looks pretty sweet. I'd love it in black." And so I said, "Your wish is my command. <laughs> Give you everything you need." That's right. So now you can get our hoodie in black with the sleeve logo. I think it looks pretty cool. And there's also some crop top hoodies. I just want to remind our listeners. <laughs> not for me. Maybe maybe Nate uh, can rock a crop hoodie, but but not me. Hold on a second. We have crop top hoodies? Yes. Steven what website do I go to to find our merch? What's that URL? You go to motsfam.com. That's M O T S F A M.com. And you can find all our merch there. A look at that crop hoodie. You looking at it right
0: now? <laughs> Meets my high rise jeans. By the way, Stephen, I wore my. What color do you consider that green? Is that kind of a. It's not a chartreuse, it's, uh,
1: more of a <sighs> coral? Green uh, coral. The company that produces our merch calls it a mint, kind of like a mint green.
0: Okay, I wore my mint T-shirt the other day to the gym, oh. and I thought to myself, "I hope people are reading my shirt while I work out."
1: That's right. And I also, I also bought T-shirts for my kids, <laughs> <So> <laughs> my kids now have movies on the side apparel that they they said they liked it. They want, they wanted to wear it. One final thing before we get to the movie, we want to publicly thank Jackson our new Patreon supporter, for supporting the show. Thank you for jumping on the family train. That's right. And patreon.com slash movies on the side, if you'd like to join our Patreon, there is literally hours of bonus episodes there that Jackson will now be chewing through. Uh, It's quality content, uh, let me tell you.
0: Well, today, Stephen and I talked about the word pachakacha.
1: Yes, we did. T- <laughs>
0: which <Yes, we're> t- <laughs> Stephen said to me as if it's something that I should know. So you have to listen to our Patreon episode to find out what the word mm. or words Pachakacha means.
1: I think it, yeah, <laughs> that was a good buzzfeed headline there. I liked it. You like what I did there? I teased it. You won't believe. You won't believe. You won't believe the 10 things that they said about Pachakacha. What Pachakacha are you most like? <laughs> Have you done that Disney thing, the the Disney on the head thing? Just curious. No, but that's super popular
0: yes, these yes. days that I see that everyone has like the little wheel of
1: fortune thing on their forehead. Yeah, and it spins. It's an Instagram filter. Uh let me tell you. I did it exactly once. I got Ursula from the Little Mermaid. <laughs> And so, I chose not to post it, and you broke your phone. chose I sure. intended never to do it again.
0: So I have a quick question about that. We need to get yeah. to this movie. This feels like very much like Patreon. This is the kind of patreon content you get yeah, that's is right. us talking about things like this. That's right. Remember when we all took pictures of ourselves and aged ourselves using the old age app that collected all our data, oh uh, yeah.
1: yeah, and then all the rush the Russians got our photos, yeah, exactly. yeah, that yep. was a fun time. <laughs> That was a fun time. You know what? We should create one. What movies on the side episode are you most like? I think that's that's what we should do. What <laughs> movies on the side movie? <laughs> totally. You know, we, no, we should just
0: create Instagram memes that popular 10 years ago. Are we almost at Harlem Shake
1: time? Is it the Harlem Shuffle or the Harlem Shake? Oh, no. Cupid Shuffle, Harlem, Harlem Shake. Shake. Anyway, th- we're getting... Baby this is like three rabbit holes down.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's, let's do this movie. This is Patreon content. We can't that's give right. them... Give him these
1: goodies. It's just a teaser. It's a teaser. A tease. All right, this week, Nate, we did the movie Angel Has Fallen from 2019 starring Gerard Butler and Morgan Freeman. Can you give us a little of that Morgan Freeman? I don't understand. It's a little
0: bit early in the morning. Morgan Freeman. When it's even earlier, my Hmm. voice gets more gravelly. Time was. of course, (laughs) Angel Has Fallen.
1: Has fallen. although you know what morgan is in a coma for half this movie so i don't know if- <laughs>
0: steven right now before you yes. even get to rotten tomatoes because i know that's yes. coming up next i need yes. you to close out of anything that has the information on the movie okay close that window okay, it's, and it's tell me right now yes. the name of gerard butler's character from this movie
1: banning i know his first last name, name is banning
0: first name mike late at night, night it is mike <laughs> How did you know? Mike Banning. I laid in bed thinking, oh, is his name Roy? Is his name?
1: <laughs> no, Dave? that's Ad Astra. What are you talking about, yeah. Dave? <laughs> no, Dave Mike Banning. Banning. Mike Banning. Well done. You know why? You know why? Because I'm going to give a spoiler right now. Why? I really like this movie. Oh, my goodness. Okay. I really like this movie. Rotten Tomatoes me. Rotten Tomatoes. movie <laughs> <laughs> got a 39 critic score and a 93 audience satisfaction. 93% mate. It's higher than Star Wars, Nate. 93% audience satisfaction? That's right. 93%. I kid you not. Oh, boy. How does that make you feel? (laughs) It makes me feel disconnected from America. Here's the thing. I saw one of the critics on Rotten Tomatoes say this line, that it basically just felt like a 24 remake. And I actually had this note as I was watching the movie. I said, listen, if they remake 24 with Gerard Butler and Morgan Freeman, I would watch that series so hard, make it a Netflix original, do four seasons. I am in. I will You're watch done. every episode. Yep. Yeah. Steven, Steven,
0: uh-huh. Let me tell you something that is great about sequels for the movie companies. Uh-huh. Here it is what is great. After a certain amount of sequels, you thin out the fan base. Mm. You take okay. that Venn diagram and you tighten that circle. <laughs> Uh-huh. This is how I think we got to this ninety-three percent. For example, so what was the first one? What it what fell? Olympus.
1: Olympus. Yeah, has Olympus fallen. has
0: fallen. Then London has fallen. Then London has fallen. And now Angel has fallen. Yeah. Here is what happened over time: people who saw Olympus <laughs> has fallen, people who didn't like it that much, did not go see London has fallen. Uh huh. Uh-huh. And the people who saw London has fallen is like, okay, I did two sequels of this. I'm never coming back to this. <laughs> I think if you made it all the way to Angel Has Fallen, they have triangulated your movie preferences <laughs> and given to you exactly what you want in Angel Has Fallen. Bullseye. And that's why I think we're at a percentage because mo- people who do not like Angel Has Fallen, they know the they know the, the story by now. They know they won't like it, so they don't see it. So they don't. Uh, so the approval rating skyrockets. Does
1: that make sense? Yeah, I understand what you're saying. I, I mean, if, what you're, if
0: you're if you're watching The Fate of the Furious, which is in my right. little sidebar <laughs> in IMDb, if you're watching F8, <laughs> yeah, it means that you love Fast and the Furious movies. Right, you've seen them all, right. and you will love whatever comes next, right? <sighs> yeah, yeah. If you go to see Pirates of the Caribbean, the next one when Johnny Depp's 65 years old. <clears throat>
1: you it's it's that you're there because you love pirates of the caribbean but i think okay so a couple preconceived notions from your theory here Mm -hmm. number one the idea that a sequel will only please the audience and not be objectively better i think that is a false assumption examples being dead man's chest which was that the second pirates movie yes yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Counter example. Hold, hold, hold on. Stranger no. tides. No, no, Outworlds, I know but I'm just then. saying. Oh, okay. I'm just saying that uh Empire strikes back and a counter counter example, something like The Last Jedi where there were many movies before that, it was number whatever that is, 8 in the series and yet uh widely regarded as not as good even by Star Wars fans. So my, my only point is that just because the audience may narrow, that shouldn't have a bearing on whether or not the movie quality is any better or worse. I think we need to judge the movie for the movie's sake.
0: I am not making a judgment call on the movie quality.
1: What I'm saying <laughs> you're, is make, you're making a judgment call on the audience. <laughs>
0: I'm making a judgment call that the people who like... Yes. Now, I would say Star Wars is broad enough that... The the type of people who like Star Wars are very much a broad base at this point in time. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would say more niche movies, the Fast, uh, Fast and Furious. Yeah, yeah, like Pitch Black. This, (laughs) what was I just thinking about? Oh, John Wick. Oh yeah, yeah. At this point in time. As they make more John Wick movies, if you like the first couple, you're going to keep loving them and liking them, and they're going to get more and more ridiculous.
1: Well, the, I did hear that John Wick 3 was like... I think that's what
0: has happened with this movie. Okay. And with Fast and the Furious. They get more ridiculous, but I have bought in Hook, Line, and Sinker. 24 right. is that way as well.
1: Right. Yes. Uh, apart from talking about series of movies, let's talk about this movie. Now. Yes. This particular movie starring Gerard Butler. Yes. I... As I was watching it, I had the feeling that it felt like a TV series. I felt like I was watching episodes in a TV series. But as we just said, mm-hmm. I loved it. I, th- I like Gerard Butler in this kind of role. How do you feel about Gerard Butler? Gerard
0: Butler. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, man, this is hard for me to say. Steven, I have not liked Gerard Butler in a movie for the past 10 years.
1: 10 years? 10 years. Oh, my word. Find hold something second, in the last
0: 10 years. It's, oh man, this is, it's unfair, but Gerard Butler, back in the day, was so cool. He was that action star. He was the, this is Sparta. He's three, He was 300. Now, wait a minute. Where, when was he in PS I Love You? I was literally. So that's probably the, that's the last one.
1: 2007. That's exactly what I was going to say. 2007 okay, PS I Love
0: that's You. 13 years. I'm sure he did something great in 2010 as well. I really hope my statement was right on.
1: Well, he, so he did that gamer movie in 2009, which...
0: I walked out of that movie in theaters. Wow. Law-abiding Citizen? the only Citizen. I ever did. Law-abiding Citizen was pretty good. That was was 20, that, when was that? That was
1: 2009. Okay. <laughs> two thousand nine. The Bounty Hunter, 2010.
0: Uh, okay. The, there's the turn. I found it. There's my inflection point.
1: Now, wait, 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 wait. Now, hold on a second. What about Machine Gun Preacher? <laughs> I never saw Machine
0: Gun Preacher.
1: <laughs> yeah, I thought it was all right.
0: So then we get into movies like Chasing Mavericks, Playing for Keeps, Olympus Has Fallen, Gods of Egypt, Gods of Egypt <laughs> London Has Fallen, Geostorm.
1: Yeah. What about a, a Family Man? Did you ever see that? Is that the one with Nicolas Cage? It's 2016. Well, there there is a movie called Family Man. Nicolas the Cage. Family
0: Man, maybe. I never yeah. saw A Family Man.
1: Well, neither have I, but it looks like it might be decent. <laughs> Just <laughs> on the <nice>. movie poster. <laughs> okay, so... I I think I, okay, I
0: stand by what I just said. Yeah. For the last 10 years, it's been hard for me to watch Gerard Butler. I think he, it's just been hard for him to transition into that next. He's kind of played like the past his prime guy in some movies, which is good. Watching him get old has been tough for me.
1: Unlike Brad Pitt. <laughs> You're right. This movie takes that into account. You're right. Oh yeah, where he is struggling with some things. He's struggling with some head things, concussions. The doctor tells him he's a walking disaster. Uh, you know, he's getting older, and he's also being a family man. I, uh, you tell me how you felt about this, but Dude, I a twenty five like year old wife. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! No, no, no! She no, is not twenty five.
0: No, she was appropriately yeah. cast.
1: We're gonna have to. We're yeah. gonna have to do the thing where we look up. No, people. I,
0: I just did. She was born in 76. Piper Parabo. He was born, he in, was 69. born in 69. 69. Yeah, yeah it's, so not it's not that different. big a
1: deal. Get out of here. I'm sorry. Stop that trying was... to bring false negativity to this movie. Fake news. Movie, fake okay. news. Listen. <laughs> okay. I
0: like Gerard this Butler
1: sense. in this movie, made me sad. Thank you. He still can't do an American accent. Oh. <laughs> okay, so accent corner. That's fine. I always forget that he's British. So oh, no. I don't know. I think he's Scottish. I'm well, you know, I mean, anyway, <laughs> it's all across the pond to me. But listen, here's the thing: What about when Gerard Butler he comes home, and there's this little interchange with him and his wife? I thought it was very real life; it was very relatable. You gonna take a shower? No. no I just washed the sheets. I just <laughs> smell like gunpowder. Yeah, you know you love it. I thought it was a nice moment. He asked, "How many stories did it take?" Oh yeah, no, that was a great scene
0: of him being smelly and jumping into a bed.
1: Her, don't yes. don't make it seem nasty. It's a good husband and wife scene because eventually he does get up and go into the shower. Nothing inappropriate. I do believe their
0: relationship. Yes, their see? marriage yes. is great and realistic.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Yes.
0: So there's. The you ha- used to ask me what I thought about Gerard Butler, and I'm just saying yes, Gerard Butler yes. in 2019. Right. It just makes me a little sad because he's a little old.
1: That's all. He does. He does look older. Like I- I'll give you that. Like a couple times I'll see him on screen. I'm like, man, are you sure you can do this? Like. You know, just a lot of the action sequences. But I still believe him. I still believe him in it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know. I'm fine with it. Okay. So this is a, a, an action movie. Like, that's what this movie's about. Yes. And I still find that the action is pretty good. I find the action decent. I didn't care about it. Okay. Oh, wait. All right, hold on. A prime example. All right.
0: Uh, you didn't tell me those drones. Are you going to tell me them drones?
1: Well, here's the thing about the drone scene. Because I was going to mention that. I find the drone scene so implausible. (laughs) I I assume they're at Camp David. The president is there. He's taking a few days off. Are you telling me that there is no surveillance within a mile radius of this thing that two vanes can just drive up unnoticed and launch thousands of drones right and them not know it until they're the drones are upon them that seemed a little ridiculous like sure that kind
0: of airspace would be so monitored right but i remember this is a series where the white house is pretty easily well taken over in that
1: first <laughs> not to be confused with white house down with jamie foxx and uh what's the other guy the guy from step up Channing tatum Channing yep. tatum which i think was hilarious those two movies came out right around the same time
0: I think of the same year. Absolutely, yeah, I think it was the same year.
1: But anyway, I mean, even the drone scene—however implausible the drones are—I don't know. Watching Gerard Butler race in a boat to try and get back to the president and to then, push a very old Morgan Freeman into the water. <laughs> yeah, I did want to know what happened after that because the drones were after Morgan Freeman, and I'm like, okay, they went in the water. There were still Shouldn't a thousand drones drone? here, right? Yeah, I wanted to know how they actually got away. So that was a little discontinuous, if that's a word. It was oh, okay.
0: This movie looks at the audience of this movie uh-huh. <laughs> and says, what you want are the biggest practical explosions we can give you. Mm-hmm. There are so many explosions in this movie. A lot of explosions. We go to see Mike Banning's dad and the whole like Home Alone's explosion scene.
1: <laughs> okay, but okay, hold, hold on. That scene I thought was hilarious and I enjoyed it. First of all, I don't know how he did two movies in a row where there's like dad issues. <laughs> Somehow. I don't know how that worked out. But then, Nate, I was starting to think about it. Does every movie have dad issues? When you think about it. I just think, of, think about it. Even in our Christmas old. movies. Noel, dad issues. I'll be home for Christmas, dad issues. Home Alone, dad not involved. That's what I'm saying. He's hanging I'm out just, in France with the family. Just, maybe every movie. Maybe the core of every movie. I'm just
0: saying. I'm just going to say a little spoiler alert to next week. Uh-huh. Rise of Skywalker,
1: dad issues well i'm just saying but anyway did you not like that scene with him blowing everything up i thought it was funny
0: the action was fine in this it was exactly what i expected it gave me exactly what i was hoping for at times yeah exactly everyone all the good guys live that you want to live i'm surprised that nick nolte who plays clay banning the dead i'm surprised he survived this movie usually that character dies heroically
1: i don't think i don't think he was likable enough at first to Die heroically, and the audience like care, you know what I oh, mean? Okay. there's a scene when Gerard Butler and he are at the truck, and Gerard Butler's like, All right, I'll just see you later, I'll steal my own car and go. i f- I at that moment, I was 50 50. Like, the dad may just leave the movie and never be seen again, or come back for like a final Holden scene. Donald
0: Sutherland from Ad Astra,
1: yes, right? Like, it could have gone either way at that point. So, Mike,
0: Mike, sorry, I wasn't a better dad, <laughs> Mike. I don't know if he ever says that. I didn't want to he- leave your mom. I had a lot of stuff going on up in my head. <laughs> oh, sorry, I had a little bit stuck in my throat. My name's oh, Clay Banning and I'm your dad.
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I thought the explosion thing was funny. I, the dad character, I also felt for him by the end when he actually yes, meets Yes, his...
0: yes, That was yeah. very nice. Okay, I'll give it to you. I'll, I won't fight you too much. The action was fine in this yeah, movie. Yeah, it's fine. fine. Can, can we all agree? It was an action movie. There were action things. What I care about so much is the plot of this movie, and that's what I want to discuss with you. We can discuss okay. more of this okay. action, though. You have more scenes you want to discuss. Tell well, me. Well,
1: I would just say, like, as you were saying, you're saying the action is fine. I would say the action is good. Like, I think when he escapes from the van, after, like, he's taken into custody and the van is attacked by the secret organization or whatever, I thought him escaping from the van was good. Okay. I think the final battle is really good. Like, I find, like, it is good suspense and good, like...
0: You're saying that when they're trying to get into where they're keeping Morgan Freeman, they think he's in that office, right? That's what right, you're talking about? Right, yes. And they're stationed outside of a... Yes, that's good. I At first, I thought you were talking about a fight between an, two old men up on the roof.
1: <laughs> I did not say they're old. They're uh, they're One higher is, middle age. What sure, is old, okay. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that, that scene was fine, too. Like, although I was wondering why Gerard Butler would... Shoot a rocket launcher at the helicopter and then drop that weapon to pick up a handgun. I'm like, you have a machine gun, rocket launcher. Like, maybe keep that. But right, maybe he right. was out of ammo. Fair enough.
0: Sure, you get one one of those.
1: But it had to go to a hand to hand combat in the end because because it's because. just that movie. You know. Yes. Anyway, okay. So let's talk plot, about the time plot time plot
0: time plot. Okay, here's how we start. Uh-huh. We meet Mike Banning. Uh huh. His family. And then he's got an old army bud, right, or marine bud. I'm not sure what they were in together. We meet Wade Jennings, yeah. played by Danny Houston, Huston.
1: Huston? Yeah, unsure.
0: <laughs> who was Stryker?
1: You mean William Stryker?
0: <laughs> William Stryker.
1: Oh, that's right. He was. I'm sorry. I was thinking of uh, The other guy.
0: Now we talk about people who play bad guys a lot. Mm. I met this guy, and I went, "Well, don't be friends with him. He's bad." <laughs>
1: Just from this the first This is a bad scene. dude. Okay.
0: Yeah, this is a bad guy. This is William Stryker. He's
1: not good. Okay, okay. So
0: and I initially thought, well, this guy's going to be the bad guy. Mm-hmm. We then meet Morgan Freeman and his VP, played by Tim Blake Nelson, who I think is great in this movie from Oh Brother Where Art Thou and several uh-huh. other things. Yes. And
1: I thought, well, he's also bad. <laughs> <laughs> These are the two bad guys. I was 50-50 on his War Buddy. But when the vice president shows up on screen, I said, <laughs> that dude, <laughs> that dude is trouble. Arrest him because <laughs> of
0: his face. Arrest him now.
1: Even the first time we hear the garbled voice talking to the oh Wade Jennings my. character, yes. I said, that, 100%, that's the vice president. Like, who else is it going to be?
2: I'm beginning to think that your personal connection to him isn't an asset, but a liability. If you want to benefit from this, you will finish him for good.
0: And pray Trumble never wakes up. I did have a moment. Okay, so those were heavily, heavily telegraphed. I did have a moment. His buddy, Lance Reddick, Uh who was in kind of the Secret Service with him, I had a moment. He looked so serious and like he didn't he didn't believe Mike Banning so much that I thought, well, maybe he is bad. Mm. Because any reasonable person who'd worked with him in the Secret Service for a long time would like actually stop and think like, oh, Maybe this guy's telling the truth. Right. And so I thought maybe he's bad. He's not. So that was great.
1: Right. I also, the uh, the vice president, when he came on screen, I didn't know his name at first. And so I called him the eyeball transplant guy from Minority Report. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so I just remembered him from that. And I was like, oh, yeah, he's yes. bad. <laughs> yeah, oh, <laughs> he's yeah, like he's, th- this is a
0: bad dude. Okay. So then Gerard Butler is thinking about going into to taking on like a more managerial role less out in the field because he's old right
1: right 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 he wants to maybe take the desk job but he doesn't really want to because he likes the action so he
0: goes out on this boat with morgan freeman because the president's trumble is going on a little like getting away from things for a little bit right uh and then he asks him to like hey take up this role or whatever then this cover-up happens where all the drones attack but they don't attack gerard butler they put his hair on a keyboard right Uh, they put like a shirt of his and they frame him yes this part feels so if he had not been the hero for two other movies saving this president i don't know how like i don't know how this works that the secret service would be like well this guy's a brilliant secret service guy and he left his hair and shirt in the van that deployed these drones did no one think like that seems a little fishy
1: right i was surprised that there was not more wonderings about that like i thought the current secret service director guy that's like about to retire Mm -hmm. i thought maybe he would kind of defend gerard butler's character a little more right that he would not believe that he would try and do this so i was a little surprised about that
2: charged with the attempted murder of the president of the united states as well as the premeditated murder of your entire team
0: no no no, wait wait so we find out i mean like the most compelling thing is is that he has a drug addiction like a painkiller opioid addiction right or you know he's using a ton of them and he's had like prescriptions with a lot of doctors so i guess it is an addiction yeah so like that's the closest you can get to okay the guy needs money So he's going to do this. Right. But even that feels based on his track record, you would think he would kind of get lifetime impunity from people assuming he's trying to kill the president. You've saved this president twice. Oh. If you're Mike Banning. Yeah. Shouldn't you get the benefit of the doubt of like they don't immediately like don't let you talk, they handcuff you and like take you away?
1: I mean, if they actually suspected him, it would seem crazy to leave him in the hospital in the same hospital where the president is. Like, he did have a legitimate pill problem. He did. Then his character was not as clean as it was thought to be. So, But the story would be he set up
0: a drone strike, put all his DNA on this, put it in a van. He was with the president sort of during that time. And he put a drone strike on everyone except him. Wouldn't that be like the worst way to get away with a terrible crime?
1: Yeah, that, yeah, yeah that seems a little strange and then like he jumped back in to save the president or i guess people did didn't know that because everyone else died right because everyone died and the president was in a coma oh. so no one could okay. testify to the fact that gerard butler was trying to save him i guess it would have made more sense if gerard butler like left camp david for four hours and then they did the drone strike then right and then made it look like he not was like he was in a
0: boat with the
1: president during that right. time <laughs> Right, I guess that would have made more sense. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you that it was a little fishy the whole framing thing. But,
0: uh, eh, and but then uh-huh. they arrest him.
1: Right, right.
0: He has maybe more concussion-like symptoms. Right. Uh, they put him in a van to transport him, and he gets broken out or attacked by a bunch of other people. Right. Yes. At this point in time, it is only Jada Pinkett Smith who is the only one with a reasonable head that says, you know what? Maybe it wasn't Gerard Butler's guys that broke him out. Maybe it's another organization. Right. And even when, like, they attack his dad and there's a stack of dudes on the porch, <laughs> like, hey, might want to investigate this well, super secret privateering organization.
1: It's at that point, And let's talk about dialogue a little bit. Two weak character dialogue people. Wade Jennings, the bad guy. I felt like he had some cheesy lines at times. Yep. The FBI have already ID'd the evidence that we planted, including his DNA in the map. As we speak, they're also
0: connecting
2: him to the money trail.
1: When the FBI agents get to that cabin in the woods, Jada Pickett-Smith, and then there's this other agent talking to her, and the other agent basically like lays out the plot in like two sentences of <laughs> exposition. He says, yes. huh, I think the salient company, uh, maybe they're in cahoots to try and uh, get uh, you know more business and stuff.
2: What if Banning was being set up? Who would have the capabilities
1: to pull this off? And who would benefit the most? Contract company like Salient. Get in on the war machine. I said, okay, well th- that whole interaction was ridiculous. Like, don't, <laughs> don't do that.
0: We move from that, like, they show us that Wade is bad as the audience. They show us super right. early. Okay, yes. he's bad. He's doing all this. They show us the vice president is early, and then I'm left frustrated for the rest of the movie because people are slow, so slow to figure this out while Gerard Butler is on the run.
1: Right. Well, and then, like, the FBI agents go to salient and the way Jennings' character, like, shoots him in cold blood. Okay, this, eh. this spot
0: right here is (laughs) the spot that I kind of chuckled to myself in a, well, I didn't see this coming. I did not think jada pinkett smith that character does not get typically murdered unceremoniously in a movie like this right in most movies like this this is i'll give them credit for this usually jada pinkett smith's character ends up shaking hands with gerard butler at the end like hey right i was just doing my job but i figured it out and like you're a good man i'm sorry i was hunting after you so hard like real like right. the fugitive, Tommy Lee Jones, Harrison Ford kind right, of
1: S. Right. Or or they take they get taken hostage by the bad guy. Right. And Gerard Butler's character like releases Rescues like, them. Frees them, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Not in this movie. No. Didn't
0: think it's within the,
1: they get and the
0: Agent Ramirez, I think, is what they get shot immediately when they step on complex of what's the organization called? Salient. Salient? Yeah. Which which
1: sounds like a dystopian uh yes. technology organization it's like, oh yeah. you named your you named it a bad guy
0: name arrest them immediately <laughs> you and the vice president you're evil sorry right right wade jennings after he shoots them this feels like he packed up his evil plan so fast right was there no way to fool an fbi agent for like a day to be like, yeah, yeah, come look at our organization. And he, like, she, sh- he shows him around. Right. He lies. It
1: was a big compound. He had a lot of buildings in that compound that he could take them to.
0: Right. That didn't have like all the secret like, stuff. And he didn't need to keep them, you know, keep them off his tail for forever. Just like delay it. Right. For a week. There's no way, like, because as soon as you shoot them, yeah, you're bad. Right. He's like, well, wrap it all up. I'm spry- <laughs> like, we like yeah. they get to, they don't even get to the first building. You know, usually if you're going to shoot an FBI agent, it's because they just realized something and they're about to, like, radio it in. Right. They're like, hey, nice to meet you. Seems like you may be involved in some nefarious things. Bang, bang. Right. Well, guess you definitely
1: are because now all FBI knows. I'll tell you who dropped the ball, too. That guy that was in the helicopter because there was a third agent, the helicopter pilot. Uh Uh-huh. And, like, he was too slow to even get on the radio for a second and say, like, we're getting shot, you know, something. He just sat there. Just saying. There's
0: got to be something in their suits that's like monitoring their vitals, right? If you're going into something like this. Yeah, do you have I that? Mean,
1: uh, I don't know. I think they just had hey, on. By the, the way,
0: three yeah. agents that went to Salient for a mission or just to check out things, they're all dead now. What does hey,
1: whatever, that mean? No, no, they're like, oh, whatever happened to those guys? Are they out at lunch? <laughs> that's probably how it goes. Okay, so I want to talk about a few lines. I thought the person that had the best lines was the dad, Mike Banning's mm-hmm. dad. Mm-hmm. He has a couple lines. One of them, when he first meets Gerard Butler in his cabin, and Gerard Butler's telling him all about the people that are betraying him, and he's like, it "Was a friend of mine?
2: Sounds like you should
1: pick better friends, huh? I thought that was funny. <laughs> yep. And then when he goes to the wife's house and rescues her, which I thought, again, I thought that was a great scene, like when those two guys are about to... Kidnap the wife and kid. I think that was my favorite part of the movie. Yeah, when
0: those two guys come and the wife's like, "Nah, man, right? You're not, you're not good guys." And they pull guns on her.
1: I was glad that she got what was happening immediately. Like she was not right. She was like, "Oh, okay, uh, yeah, let's go." She was like, "No, get out." (laughs) Now, would you? Now, would you believe
0: when uh, the dad comes and kills those two guys? Would you then believe that guy?
1: (laughs) Yes, because this is his line, which I, which I loved. He says. This wasn't the
2: way I wanted to introduce myself. I'm
1: Clay Benny. I thought it was great. No yeah. bad guy's going to say that line. Yeah. And plus, he's an he's a old dude. The secret organization's not going to send their oldest dude to kidnap the <laughs> wife of the secret service agent.
0: That was my favorite scene, I think, from the movie, was that scene.
1: Oh, and also, this was one other line I wanted to point out. The vice president, when he's on the phone with Wade Jennings at some point. It's time to take the gloves off. And Make this country strong again, and I thought to myself, that's very close to another slogan that we heard. I would right? think, and anyway, I, I just wanted to put that as a piece of information very on the nose like it's no, nope. it's
0: doing something, yeah, it's no. saying something about something,
1: yes. So, anyway, you, I just wanted to point that out, you can say. And then we get to Gerard Butler able to break into the hospital with, like, all the Secret Service around it.
0: <sighs> yeah. Now, breaking into the hospital to does make you look guilty. I'll do admit that everything else you've done so far is more like staying alive and showing, like, no, I'm innocent. Right. Breaking into the hospital and after you, like, incapacitate a few guys and then giving yourself up. Yeah is a lot worse than just I would walk up to the front of that hospital with my hands up. Well, you never get to the president. And give yourself up in the parking lot.
1: I sympathize with the idea that only the president would probably let him speak. Like, if he went up to the front door, he's not getting past the, the lobby. You know what I mean? You're not able to get a... I feel like the president what? would want to talk
0: to you. Yeah, but by that... Morgan Freeman wanted to talk to him as soon as he was awake, right?
1: Yeah, but by that time, if you, if Brother had gone through the lobby, he would have been in a van halfway across town. It would have been too late. Getting broken out again by Wade. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. But so, anyway, I, I was fine with that. Final action
0: sequence. And then at some point in time, Wade Jennings says this line Lions.
1: I'm glad it was you. And then Gerard Butler's like, Yeah, Lions. <laughs> I was like, No, Gerard Butler. Don't give him the satisfaction as he's dying. Don't do that. They sit next to each other like, ah,
0: oh, we're old friends. Yeah, that was silly. He should have And it's like, yeah, we went out the way we'd wanted to, killing each other.
1: I mean What? I feel like in that moment Gerard Butler should have said something else. Right. And like not identify with this dude's sentiment. So the, man. it kind of
0: let's talk morals of the story. Mm. Steven, what's the moral of this story?
1: Uh <laughs> don't trust your friends no matter how long you serve with them in the military. <laughs> or your vice president you just can't trust anybody trust your spouse and your dad that's trust the moral. your
0: spouse and your dad
1: i think there was a little bit of a moral to the story a bit
0: of a ptsd awareness warning i think somewhere in this because okay, the, yeah. the the dad definitely was struggling with that because at the end they kind of uh, did, you, did you stay around for the post-credit scene
1: there was a post-credit scene hey
0: steven did you stay around for the angel has fallen post-credit scene no are you kidding me there's a post-credit scene yeah uh,
1: i had no idea okay hold on
0: uh we're going to pause briefly and through the magic of editing Stephen will have watched the post-credit scene energy melts away in the zero gravity tank while activating your core feelings of love and
2: centeredness
0: keeping your mind dreamily alert just above the
1: portal of sleep oh my goodness there was a whole part of this movie i didn't see nate wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute what the heck i didn't see any of this nate hold on okay <laughs> Just
0: two guys talking about therapy.
1: Nate, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> shh, shh, shh. listen. Nate, what did I just watch? What was that? <laughs> That's the end of the movie. I honestly had no idea that I was there. I did not watch that. Oh, my word. Okay. Yeah, my ahead. whole feeling about this movie just changed as I watched Woo! that scene. Woo! It was fine at the first ending. Why would you do that? That was silly.
0: Oh. So back to morals of the story. Uh-huh. I think Angel has fallen. There's a little bit of a serious take on PTSD. Yeah. The dad couldn't, like, after going to war, like, he couldn't deal with civilian life sort of thing afterwards. Right. Um, which I thought was the whole, like, part of the, like, hey, Gerard Butler has his pain addiction he doesn't deal with. Like, they both are dealing with, I think, some post-traumatic stress in, like, different ways. Yeah. And I think it's yeah. showing, like, hey, these things are real. Yeah, And then you have that post-credit scene that you just watched that in some ways kind of makes light of it and makes it like they would just send you to a sensory deprivation tank. Like, hey, fix your PTSD with this. Right. And they kind of like laugh it off like this ain't working sort of thing. Right. So I don't know if that
1: it kind of feels against that moral, <laughs> right? Yeah, I'm going to choose to pretend that that scene doesn't exist because I oh, okay. it's, it's totally superfluous and ridiculous. Okay. Because as to your point, like if we're going to be serious about morals, I, I see two different things. Okay. Number one, regardless what actions someone might be taking right now, it should not be the complete judgment of their character as a whole. To the point of like how ridiculous this framing job was of Gerard Butler. Like Mm -hmm. the fact that he has a whole career and two movies prior to this where he (laughs) was the most upstanding secret service agent and, you know, risked his life several times. Like that should play into account of his actions now. Sure. And So with anybody, give him a second chance, basically. Yeah. Secondly is the, if you are struggling with something, like don't be ashamed of it and deal with it in secret because he wasn't telling
0: right don't be ashamed to ask for help or getting help
1: right like because he didn't tell his wife about all the doctors he was seeing or the president which it's both of those are important but especially when like the security of the president might be affected
0: i agree and i'm going to jump away from morals for just a second because you mentioned this and i couldn't i couldn't get around to this i think if you hid any sort of drug addiction in the secret service I don't think you can have that job anymore. Right. I know it all feels great to like have it and it's like, oh no, I won't, I won't lie to you ever again. Right. I think when it comes to something, well, I don't know how it works in real life, but I feel like if you have something that a terrorist group could use as leverage, some sort of vice or some sort of thing that like right. they can get you with, it's a problem. I don't think you can have that job. Like, I think it would, would have been more re- realistic if Morgan Freeman had said like, I'm sorry about this. You've done great, but like because of this, you can't work. Like I believe in you. I want you to get help, but you can't work in this job.
1: I feel like there could also be an alternative of like take six months, get clean, get re- go to rehab, right? Go to rehab and like yeah, we'll talk. Okay. Yeah, yeah,
0: and but like you will get you will get tested now going forward. Like yeah, absolutely. It's not it's not an emotional thing. It's more like hey, this. It's an accountability measure for
1: accountability. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so even apart from all of that like realistic stuff. I still teared up at the end of this movie. Oh my God. At what part? When uh, Morgan Freeman and Jared Butler are in the Oval Office and they're like talking and stuff. And like, you know, he offers his resignation and it's like, it's an emotional moment. And Morgan Freeman's like, you know, you don't have to resign. Like, I don't know. It was an emotional moment. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It was a good moment. Anyway. It was a good moment because he wanted to resign and Morgan Freeman said,
0: no, I want you to have this role because you've saved my life three times.
1: But then he also, he said like the meaningful line about there's no shame and such and such or whatever, or like, oh,
0: okay. That was a good line. It's our moments of struggle that define us. How we handle them is what matters. And you teared up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I also thought it was hilarious at the end when Morgan Freeman goes to the vice president <laughs> and he says, he says, i like,
2: I really thought of keeping you on just with you over the next three and a half years. That's the old way of doing
1: things, but no, <laughs> we're gonna walk out the front door in handcuffs. I was like, ah, it's perfect. Right, it was so good
0: because you're a bad dude.
1: Oh, I also like the the final moments with Gerard Butler's wife and the dad, and she's like, you need to not break his heart again. I need you to stay. Like, don't leave. Yeah, like I need right. you to stay. And he was like, that's my intention. Yes, ma'am, or whatever it was. Like, it's a good moment too.
0: That the best parts of this movie. From a plot and story and character perspective, is the dad trying to be around and admitting like, hey, I've messed up pretty bad, but I want it to be around in my grandkids life. And I want it to be around in your life. And this reconnection between father and son. Yeah. To me, that and- had the most heart. I thought also the husband, wife, Leah, Leah, right. whatever the yeah, yeah. Leah Banning. Right. I thought they were great together. I thought that was realistic.
1: So the last knock on this movie. Mm-hmm. And they, they talk about President Trumbull at the G20 summit. Mm-hmm. And they like, they green screen him into this shot of all the world leaders at G20 right next to Putin. Yes. <laughs> yes. That was like totally unnecessary. Like, yes. please don't do that. It's got to show
0: that he's, along with the other, this is a real president with other yeah. real world leaders,
1: I guess. Yeah. That looked totally ridiculous. So I was like, yeah. Like don't. Forrest
0: <laughs> Gump photoshopped into the old
1: scenes. Yeah. I said, don't, don't do that. But anyway. Do you have any final thoughts? Uh
0: Wade Jennings leads a crew of faceless, mindless dudes with beards. Yes. They all looked so similar, it was difficult to tell who the mini boss was.
1: Yeah. <laughs> there was the one guy yes.
0: that Gerard Butler knocked down the stairs at the beginning, which right. he later, after he like kills him, says something witty about like watch your surroundings or I told you to practice better or
1: something. Train like it's real life.
0: Right. The bros who worked for Salient Are so they're kind of like the foot in uh, GI Joe. There's kind of these (laughs) all look about the same bearded dudes. I would have liked them to have a little bit more personality. Like at least there was one or I wish there was one or two that more stood out. Think Die Hard, like the 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 blonde haired brothers. I wanted something a little bit more.
1: There should have been a mini boss. I agree. A mini boss, right? Just like how
0: it was in like Captain America, there was the one guy. Who was like his? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Hail Hydra um, footman that you can recognize. That's what I wanted for this.
1: There's also the the computer guy that's supposedly back at the compound who blows up the nitrogen tanks, which that seemed a little ridiculous with the hospital oxygen nitrogen tanks blowing up. But like that dude, I guess he gets away (laughs) because like the whole other salient team died or got blown up, but that dude at the computer is still just chilling out. he's back at the complex
0: well as soon as you shot these fbi guys your whole company's done for yeah so it doesn't matter if you kill the president at that point in time because you're not winning a bid contracted private contract work right right at that point in time your company's done for What's the even the point of fulfilling the mission? Like, once you kill the FBI agents, once you unceremoniously shoot Jada Pinkett Smith, yeah, your next thought should be, "All right, time to get on a plane and go somewhere else and never be seen from again because I'm toast here." <laughs> well, yeah. it's not to put on body armor and be like, "We're lions, let's go kill the president."
1: Well, cause he's, after they shoot the FBI agents, Way Jennings says, "We got to go offshore." So he does allude to the fact that they have to leave the states. Right, but and I like they do have to kill the president because the only way that they could still get business is if the bad guy vice president stays in power and actually. How do
0: you get business once
1: you're finally? Even if you kill the Uh, president, change oh oh, they're just hoping like change the name of the company, put another guy as like the puppet head. We'd like to
0: give our new military contract to Schmalians. They're based in the Dominican Republic. They're a great group of people.
1: Highly regarded. Five stars on Yelp. Five they're, stars they're the on
0: Military Yelp. That's right. Yeah, they're the best. Schmelp. They're the best ever. They're led by a guy known as Schwade Sh- Sh- Jennings.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Fade Sennings. That's
0: that's his name. Yeah. I promise he looks like a real good guy, but take my word for
1: it. Do not look up his picture. Nope, don't.
0: Oh, nope, He is a bad guy.
1: Maybe, maybe it could be like a face-off situation where he looks like John Travolta later. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Perfect. Yeah, Nate. I cannot wait to rate this movie.
0: Before we do, Uh I need to make one plea to you, because I'm afraid you're going to do something you're going to regret, and at the end of 2020, you're going to come back to this movie and go, this is actually no good.
1: Can you hear my hands rubbing together?
0: Yes, I can hear the. you're making the excited fire,
1: (laughs) Mr. Miyagi. I did that thing with the emoji claps in between each word.
0: (laughs) Steven, I need to plead with you.
2: Yeah, go ahead. This is not a good movie, uh-huh.
0: Steven. It's just me and you now. Uh-huh. There's okay. no one else here. It's got a fun it's got a few fun parts. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's got a dumb plot, a couple mindless actions, and enough explosions to make you go,
1: Wee! they exploded things.
0: <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. He's not really like, he's on the run and it's a really contrived plot device that is really dumb. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And this whole setup, this whole thing, this salient, this evil organization, and an evil VP, and a holy, good, wonderful Morgan Freeman, uh-huh. it's just, it's lazy. It's lazy filmmaking, Steven. Don't fall for it.
1: All right, we're back. The movie's on the side. Okay. Steven's
0: going to give his rating.
1: All right, well, we're going to rate this movie on a scale of zero to five typewriters. <laughs> because it's the, the one item... The your brother's dad. Oh, his t- dad wrote a memoir. <laughs> his dad wrote a memoir. And he does, He not only takes the memoir, but he also takes the typewriter he writes it on. Thought
0: I'd get it all out of my head.
1: And I'm not yeah. letting the government read my memoir. So anyway. Blow up
0: my, blow up my <laughs> cabin. <laughs> Hit the switch, son. <laughs> Didn't think okay. I'd introduce you like this. Sorry.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, no, no, I need to go first. Let's see.
0: You do need to go first.
1: I'm going to rate this movie.
0: <laughs> Steven, think about your kids. Think about your future. Someday your children will be old enough to watch this movie and they will listen to this episode. And they will either respect you
1: or this is the end of the respect for Papa. <sighs> All right. Here's the thing. This movie for me has rewatchability. Like I might, you know, a couple of weeks ago we asked what would be our binged movies. <laughs> <laughs> like this is one of those mindless movies that I would just have on in the background while I'm typing something. I look up as the explosions happen and then I turn away as people talk. You know, it's one of those it's a bingeable <laughs> it's a bingeable movie. So, I am taking the rewatchability into account. I am taking the semi morals this movie is trying to communicate. And even though Gerard Butler looks a little older and might not be America's next uh, top action hero or whatever. I like. I still like Gerard Butler in this kind of movie. Like, I don't think he's bad in these kinds of movies. So I just gave you three reasons, Nate, and so I'm going to give this movie three out of five typewriters. Three typewriters. Stephen has fallen. I understand this is not a four or four and a half movie. So, but I but two like if you want if you're in the mood for an action movie, I think this should be in the running of something that you. Maybe you want to watch. Like, There's a reason this thing has 93% audience Rotten Tomatoes. However mindless you say it is, there's still something to be had of this movie. So that's why I'm going to say three three typewriters.
0: Hello, my name is Nate Baranowski, and I'm going to give Angel Has Fallen one typewriter.
1: One typewriter, Nate.
0: I was going to say one and a half.
1: It just spite me. But my
0: but my partner in crime took the half has <laughs> overrated this movie by at least maybe a full one. So in order, because someday the critics are going to look at us, they're going to look back on this podcast as a time capsule, and when they do, and they average our ratings, I cannot have an average rating of like two and a half for this. So. <laughs> It's a one and a half movie. I'm going to say one because it's, I'm taking away a half to try to balance out the mean of your rating. Mm.
2: <laughs> Steven, mm-hmm.
0: I would rather watch Olympus Has Fallen over this movie. I would rather watch White House Down over this movie.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: I would rather watch London Has Fallen over this movie.
2: Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. I hope to not have to watch this movie again it has a lot of pretty explosions. Morgan Freeman seems to play a great president. Wade Jennings played by Danny Houston makes a great William Stryker and bad guy. If you know if you have a friend who looks like Danny Houston, don't <laughs> invite him in for your family's dinner table. He's plotting your demise or he wants to put adamantium in your bones. Mm-hmm. So Angel has fallen. Gets a 1 for me. Okay. I do not recommend seeing it. It will be on a free streaming at some point in time in the future. I saw it on a plane for free. I'm guessing Steven spent real, your hard-earned Patreon dollars on this movie.
1: Listen, I went back to our Jackson created spreadsheet of ratings. Mm-hmm. 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 Now I want to remind you because you're you're saying that this is some kind of time capsule and critics are going to judge us by our ratings. Mm-hmm. I just, I want to remind you and them, Mm -hmm. you gave Deep Impact a Mm -hmm. Mm 3.5. You gave G.I. Joe Retaliation a higher score than this at 2.5. I gave G.I. Joe Retaliation 2.5? That's right. You did. Oh, Steven,
0: I've lost my way. See, this is what I'm saying. I had have lost my way.
1: (laughs) You. You gave I have, in the past. Step, Nate, you gave Step Up four. Step out Up
0: five. is so much better movie than this movie.
1: You gave it a four, Nate.
0: I stand by Step Up. Okay, fine, 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 fine. Angel has fallen as one and a half. Thank you. Okay, maybe it's a two. Maybe it's a two. <laughs> That's fine.
1: I understand. You
0: know, listen. If this movie is not a three, it is a two and a half. Can you admit that you? You just saw this. Are you yeah, yeah, sure you're not just still
1: basking in the glow of those explosions? <laughs> it is possible. But here's, again, here's the thing. If they, had, if they were to make a Netflix original series with these characters, I would watch it. And I think it would actually be good. Like if you had some good right. writing. It is a
0: movie, It but it is a story as old as time. Nate. Guy who's a hero is framed for something bad, has to go on the run, has to clear
1: his name. No, there's nothing That's new like under the sun, Nate. Mission you me step, Ghost Protocol. Are you telling me Step Up is some kind of original romance? Yes. Step Up is just a retelling of the same romantic story with dancing. And there's been plenty of movies with dancing before.
0: Like Right. This is not a retelling of a story. It doesn't even add anything new.
1: It's just it's not no, no. protocol. You're saying again. things that you don't even believe because we do. It did add some nice moments again what did it add? with the dad aspect and the wife and all that kind of stuff. Maybe some morals about shame and addiction, all that kind of stuff. Okay. So I, I listen. okay. It
0: did add those,
1: and it took away a uh, it took away a reasonable plot. Listen, I will listen. Listen. The moment I finish this movie. I was going to give it a four. Oh my. <laughs> I was going to give it a four. Uh, but I understand like I, that is ridiculous. Like I would not do that, but I do that. Like when it comes on streaming service, if you're and the, here's the caveat, you have to be in the move for an action movie. You can't be wanting to watch the greatest showman, put this on instead and be, be satisfied. Like it's not that kind of movie. This is a very specific, uh, itch to be scratched kind of thing. And so, yeah, don't. is it better than the previous "Has Fallen" movies? I don't think it's better, but I don't think it's significantly worse either. Did we review "Olympus Has Fallen"? No, we sh- maybe we should do that so we can. See. Or did we did we review "White House Down"? No, we we haven't I done. We any did, of those. I thought we did one of those. No, in our first year. No, 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 no. This is one of the things where it's the movies. All three of these "Has Fallen" movies is you're watching Gerard Butler and Morgan Freeman. Doing action stuff like that's what these movies are, and I, I go into it not expecting uh the great American novel.
0: They put Morgan Freeman in a coma. He didn't want to be in this movie so badly. Yeah. Well, I mean, he gets in. Yeah. You said Morgan Freeman slept through this movie. No, I didn't now, say he slept walk. No, 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 no. You're putting
1: words in my mouth now. I didn't say he slept I said he was in a coma for most of the movie, <laughs> but the first part when he's on that boat, and at the end when he's running around, and then. Doing his lines. He's great. He's a a good actor. Absolutely. He's a good actor. And I think, this is the crux of it. I think Gerard Butler. Is Gerard Butler a good good actor? I think he is a good action movie actor. So that's what I'm saying. I can see the story and the plot and all the failings there. But I will still watch Gerard Butler in an action movie. And I will watch Morgan Freeman.
0: I will settle on four of the history books. Uh I will settle on one and a half. Okay, very good. It was not my cup of tea. <laughs> All right. We average out at 2.25, which feels fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm happy with what we've done today. Welcome back, listeners. We just had a great discussion about a great cinematic piece of work. I mean, I'm sorry. Did I say great cinematic? I just meant a piece of work. Uh huh. Angel has fallen. And now we're doing a top five. Brands of soda. Welcome to Pepsi Zero Max Flavor Blast Cherry Vanilla Cola. Stephen, do you have any honorable
1: mentions? Honorable mentions, just for its name alone. Yes. I'm going to put Dr. Thunder in my honorable mentions <laughs> because it is such a pretentious name. Yes. And it's just hilarious. Oh, and I, you know what? One more honorable mention. Two more honorable mentions Orange Soda <laughs> mm-hmm. and a Good Ginger Ale. hmm. Those are good.
0: Do you have a, a brand of ginger ale you're uh, down for?
1: Oh, uh, what is it? The Canada dry. Yeah. I think that's the one. Yep. Okay. That's the one. My honorable mention that I have here
0: is Mountain Dew. Oh, now Mountain Dew holds a special place in my heart just for its past. It's the, the drink of gamers of land parties. Oh, is it back in the day? Yeah, oh yeah. It definitely felt like it has a tie in to a specific time of my life as an adult. If I was ever drinking a Mountain Dew, I'd have to kind of re examine some of my life choices. But in general, I find it uh, actually good tasting. Huh. Fills me up with gamer energy.
1: Huh. Okay. Well, I'm also going to say, I'm sorry, one more honorable mention, because if I'm ever flying, mm-hmm. you know, there's a limited selection of yeah. soda on a plane, mm-hmm. but I will 100% of the time get a Coke, just a plain straight Coca Cola, mm-hmm. because. That's something I like to do. Drink it out of that little oddly shaped plastic cup. that Balance on your sliding around little uh, (laughs) tray table. Yeah, something about drinking a Coke while you're flying. I don't know. It has nostalgia maybe, but I like that. So, Mm -hmm. Okay, that's all. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, my number five is Sprite. Sprite. When I don't feel like having the uh, dark syrupy type sodas, a good Sprite uh, can actually be somewhat refreshing on a hot day. I like it. So Sprite. Love it. Also, uh, just real quick, when I was in youth group back in the day, Mm -hmm. and they used to make the cheesy t-shirts that look like brands, but say something else.
0: Yes. I remember this.
1: I had one that said Spirit with the Sprite branding (laughs) stuff on it. I remember those. Yeah. That was ridiculous. But yeah, I had one of those.
0: Fantastic. My number five is Orange Crush. Wow. Wow. Back in the day, I don't know how this is a thing. It's it's a distant memory, but I think at some point in time, I think it was in high school, you could maybe buy a soda for another person in your class, and like mm. red meant like romantic crush. Oh, like wow! Orange was friendship, and purple was like I don't know, secret love, or I don't know what it was.
1: <laughs> okay, all right.
0: So strange, so weird. I remember at some point in time, I got an orange crush from somebody. Mm-hmm. And I was so happy because orange crush is, is definitely much better than the strawberry red crush. Oh, I've never had that. Which gross. I'm actually kind of, this is kind of, um, it's part of the brokenness inside of me, but mm-hmm. I do love grape purple crush. I shouldn't. It's medicine, but I do love it, but <laughs> not as much as orange crush. Orange crush number five.
1: Okay, my number four is the classic Dr Pepper. Everybody knows Dr Pepper. I enjoy it.
0: My number four is Sprite. Aha! Uh-huh, there we go. It is the great. I'm not feeling like getting in for a full soda. It feels like soda light. I'm like uh, really? it's kind of a soda, but it's clear and it's you don't feel as guilty. Refreshing. Like yeah. Yeah. Somehow. You don't feel as bad. It's probably has just, just as much sugar as everything else. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Sprite. But- it's also. It was always when you were sick. You had uh, saltine crackers and either a 7-Up or a Sprite. Right. Upset stomach.
1: That's right. Well, my number three is the cherry variant of Coca-Cola. A cherry Coke really hits the spot.
0: I dislike your last two picks because I dislike anything that is cherry-ish. Really? In its flavor. Oh. So I, d- I would never have a Dr. Pepper or a Cherry Coke.
1: See, this is... <sighs> but I, re- I respect That's you. That's a shame. Because I was... Before we put the stipulation of not cocktail-type soda things, I was going to say a club soda and or Sprite with grenadine. Mm-hmm. The red mix thing, it tastes cherry-ish, but that's mm-hmm. a very enjoyable drink. That would have been in my top five.
0: See, I would mix that out for like a cranberry juice instead.
1: Okay. That's my I'm, ideal. Yeah, that's good too. That's good. So do you not like cranberry cherry juice? Nope. Cran oh. apple though is good. What about cranberry
0: grape? That's fine as well. Listen, you have to add either sugar or a different juice to cranberry to make it drinkable
1: yeah do I- cranberry
0: by itself is actually not a, a, a good drink <laughs> extremely tart right very tart so okay well- take it as a shot for like to help with your osteoporosis or something
1: <laughs> uh i didn't know this about you okay so you don't like cherry i didn't know i that. do not
0: like cherry flavorings i don't like maraschino cherries either so you put them in an uh, ice cream thing i will always give them to my wife okay i'm okay with a big bing cherry with a seed in it that tastes good though
1: interesting when my grandmother lived with us growing up She would drink prune juice for various Mm. reasons.
2: And I tried (laughs) that We know the various reasons. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs)
1: Yeah. it's really only one reason. But man, I tried that. It is strong stuff, let me tell you. Mm -hmm. So, what's your three? My number three, I put a
0: dash here to tell which one I like more, but they sit in the same place in my mind. Okay. That is squirt slash (laughs) fresca. They're both
1: kind of grapefruity, aren't they? I have never heard of either of these sodas, Nate. I have no idea what you're talking about. Squirt or Fresca? No, I don't know what any of that is.
0: Maybe that's a Midwest thing.
1: Maybe. I've I've never heard of that.
0: Okay. Well, that might be something that I introduce to you when I come down to Florida. Yeah, I'd love to. Uh, But they are both excellent. Um, Okay. I think if I had to choose, I think I would go squirt over Fresca, but they are both fantastic.
1: (laughs) Wow. Never have I heard of those. I'll
0: bring I'll bring them down to you. I'm pretty sure they have. Okay, I'll find a two liter for 69 cents in the <laughs> store.
1: As you're mentioning that, I do want to put an honorable mention of cream soda in my uh, yeah cream soda, especially with a little scoop of ice cream, cream soda float. It's very good. Mm-hmm. Sure, so, sure. Just okay. Oh, all right. My number two, the glass bottle version of cheer wine. Isn't this also cherry flavored? Yes, it is. There's a theme. (laughs) There's a theme in my drinks. Uh, Cheer wine, which I was introduced to in North Carolina. The first time I ever drank it, it was in a glass bottle up Mm -hmm. in a cabin on top Mm. of the mountain. Mm -hmm. And it was just a wonderful experience. And so that probably shaped my feeling about it overall. But I do still like the taste. Uh, PDQ. Actually serves cheer wine down here in Florida, so I can get a fix there. Oh, very nice. Yeah. But a cheer wine is my number two.
0: Okay. My number two is just plain old Coca-Cola.
1: Yep. Coke, I
0: was never a big Coca-Cola fan. I was always a clear or fruit-flavored soda fan growing up. Yeah. But as I have ripened in my age, I've come to appreciate a cold glass. With some ice or out of a cold can, yeah, just plain old Coke. Every once in a while, now you don't feel good after drinking a lot of Coke, nope. but every once in a while, when I'm on a job, yeah. and I go to let's say Chipotle for lunch, mm. and I need a little a little kick, yep, of yep. after lunch, yep. which again the kick that you get from Coke lasts about forty five minutes,
1: right? <laughs> it's not much of a kick; it's more like a.
0: But I will get a fountain a fountain Coke out of a machine. Yeah, does hit the spot. All right, my number two.
1: Well, that's fitting. My number one is the vanilla Coke. Of all the flavors, a vanilla Coke is really the one gets me.
0: Now, I have put all of your favorites kind of fit into this cherry, creamish, vanilla-y sort of thing. And I know that Coke produces a cherry vanilla Coke. Have you ever tried this? Seems like just all of yours averaged out.
1: I have, but when I've tried it, it feels like too much. Like there's too many things going on. Oh, okay. And I can, I can taste neither vanilla nor the cherry. And so I would actually prefer one or the other as opposed to both. Vanilla Coke. That is my number one.
0: Wonderful. Have you ever tried, uh, I'm just thinking about this. Have you ever tried putting vanilla ice cream into a cherry Coke? Have a cherry Coke float?
1: Hmm. I have not. That sounds pretty good, though.
0: Yeah, seems like that would be right up your alley. Wonderful. Vanilla Coke. Great job. Yeah. Well, My so number one, one. is this. Mm-hmm. A&W Root Beer. Really? I oh. am a bit of a root beer connoisseur. I don't like to brag too much, but we're among friends here. Mm-hmm. I have tried a many of a brands. I've tried Virgil's Root Beer that comes in that little four-pack it has a picture of a an adult man feeding jugs of root beer to little kids around the table. <laughs> Check out that artwork sometimes. It looks like a craft beer. I have tried the Sprecker's. I have tried the Dad's, the Barks. A&W is my favorite. A cold thing of root beer and a root beer float. Now, there's something about a root beer float where I don't want too much ice cream because I want to... I like to eat the ice cream out first and then enjoy the root beer that's gotten a little bit creamy. Yep, 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 yep. Back in the day, we made a thing called a black cow. Oh my goodness. Which was root beer and milk.
1: Okay, okay.
0: Apparently, when you don't have the ice cream or whatever, that is also good. It shouldn't be. I would never say add milk to a soda and it's good, but it's actually pretty good. But A&W root beer out of a cold glass bottle on a hot day. Mm.
1: I'll be honest, I did not expect that, Nate.
0: I'm, not, I'm also, I mean, like, I think Barks is one of the worst root beers. Some people like that anise flavor, that black licorice kind of-ness to a root beer. I do not like that. I like the more, the sweeter version, which is what the A&W is. Dad's kind of falls right below that as well.
1: I gotta be honest, Nate. I do not like root beer. At all? No, I don't know what it is. I Are just you sure don't. you haven't
0: filled your life with Barks root beer?
1: Well, I've had a and W. I I mean. Okay. It's just not I've, your thing. I've done the floats. I mean, uh, you know, vanilla ice cream. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yes. Yeah, that's great.
0: We were all in. We were all in youth groups growing up. We yeah, know what a rope we, beer float is. Yeah, that exactly. was the. Yeah. Back in the day, they had rope beer keggers. Uh, well, it's a real. Goodness. Those Christian, Christian circles.
1: <laughs> well, I remember when I was growing up in my youth group days, there was an A and W fast food place that opened. Just A and W. Yeah. Yeah, it was just A and W, and that we did frequent that.
0: Like we would go. I think they have combinations like A and W and Long John Silver's. Yeah. that's like a, that. yes,
1: that's exactly what it is. Yes, yeah. I think there's one of those in Lakelands I avoided at all costs. I mean that. So you're just not a you're just not a root beer fan. Have you had root beer recently? You know, I I can't say I've had it recently, but uh, I don't know. But well, I'll give it another shot when you come down. We'll try a bunch of different things.
0: I'm not going to have you try root beer. I am going to have you try either squirt or fresca. I'm pretty sure they're going to be in your local grocery stores. You just haven't even
1: looked at them. Yeah, no, I have not. But okay. All right, we'll do it.
2: When the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's more. When the stars make you drool just like Pasta Fazul, that's amore. When you walk in a dream, but you know you're not dreaming, Signore. Scusa me, but, well, you see, back in old Napoli, that's amore.